Welcome back to another episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast. My name is Zach, and I am your host tonight. I'm here with Jeremy, Nathan, and Dr. Bailey. How are y'all doing? Good. Doing well. Doing wonderful. Awesome. Well, it's been a couple weeks. We've been uh, fairly busy, I guess is a good way of putting it. Uh, Pastor, how about before we get into the uh, text, how about you give us an update on things that have happened in the past couple weeks? It's been a great time. You know, we just finished youth camp. Uh, had a, had a really good week there, up in uh, the edge of Georgia. Uh, we took a week here in preparation for vacation Bible school, so it's been a, a super busy and fast-paced summer. Uh, school year's right around the corner. It's been a great great summer for our church. Um, I don't know the total number, but I think this morning we might have broken a uh, an attendance number. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I haven't talked to Brother Kyle about it, but. Um, it's going well. The Lord's really blessing. Seeing a lot of visitors, seeing some souls saved here and there. So, God's been good to our church, and uh, I'm happy to see happy to see some busy days. I see some, a lot of churches getting very stagnant these days, and and so I think it's good for us to really be on the move. Very helpful. Hopefully, one of these years I'll get up to go to that youth camp. I keep yeah. hearing about it, and I want to go. It, you good. know, this was our 17th year. Mm-hmm. 17 years we've been doing it. Wow. And uh, so. God's been good. We've seen a lot of souls saved at youth camp. Wow. Awful lot. Yeah, I think Mackenzie and Ethan was telling me what the last service was the longest because people were just flooding Thursday. the altar. So. Yeah, it was amazing because Thursday we, you know, we had been praying really, you know, for a, a greater spiritual emphasis during the week. And we were having a good week, you know, not a bad week. Mm-hmm. We were having a good week. But I kind of, I don't know, I, I judge that sometimes a little differently than other people, you know, just a good a good sports week or a good activities week is to me is just in my opinion is like a wasted week you know we can do that at home right but uh so we uh we really started trying to push the idea of them getting involved with god you know coming to the altar praying about some things getting some things right and thir- it, it was thursday night before it happened but thursday night it finally broke loose oh. and we saw some big big moves to the altar and uh it was a good time really it- well yeah, it was definitely good. Um, actually, a funny story about that. On Thursday night, we had a young lady uh, from our church, actually, who was down at the altar so long. I kid you not, her leg fell asleep. When she went to stand up after yeah, praying, she collapsed. she collapsed because her leg was completely numb. And she had no feeling in it. It was it was quite the sight to see. Yeah. Uh, you definitely don't see that often. But it, it has been busy, uh, to say the least. But uh, glad the Lord is working. Uh, we've also been working behind the scenes on some things on the podcast. I'm trying to find different ways to put it on different outlets. So I uh, look forward to revealing those in time. Uh, but back to James. Uh, we're definitely past the halfway point over the hill. Um, and before we get into Chapter 5, I think we're going to have one or two podcasts left uh, where we get into this uh, subject that's very, very relevant today. Uh, it was relevant in the Old Testament, and it's relevant today uh, to the modern believer. Uh, so how about, Nathan, you go ahead and read those verses out to us. All right, we're in uh, chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time. <laughs> And then vanisheth away. For what for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. 
Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It's a powerful passage again. James, one of my favorite books. Yeah, I've learned a lot. I like it a lot. Just listening to it. And being a part of the podcast, you learn so much about it. You can almost equate it to the Proverbs of the New Testament. It's very, very, very short. It's very rhythmic. And yeah. it, uh, it has a lot of truth. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's, and um, good. it's almost like Proverbs where you can take, I mean, this is a preacher's place to be because you can take a couple verses and make a sermon out of it, one, two verses and make a sure. whole sermon. Um, but the uncertainty of life uh, is definitely what I think we could agree is the common topic in verses, at least verses 13 through 16. Um, we know verse 17 talks a lot about the sins of omission. But uh, the uncertainty of life... And how true that is. I mean, you see so many people uh, bank their life or bank their decisions off of um, the almost guarantee that they know that they're, they're going to keep living. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. We we say it a lot down here in the South, uh, stuff like, we'll say, you know, Lord willing, well, this and that. Uh, and sometimes we don't even know we say it's just kind of second nature to us but really in this passage he mentions that he says you need to say if the lord will yeah. and don't boast on the morrow um, and and this yeah, applies this applies to everyone to the saint quit living like you got tomorrow live like today's your last day right to the sinner quit procrastinating like you got it tomorrow uh don't tell yourself you have plenty of time but get it right today i think we can definitely spread this out and apply it to all audiences all right yeah yeah well you know the 13th verse uh you know those first three words go to now is um you know sort of a phrase uh, we would almost say it like go figure you know or go understand this or go and you know go go tabulate this this passage or understand what's about to be said um <clears throat> today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year buy and sell and get gain you know that may sound unusual or uncommon but there's really a um a great amount of old testament illustrations of that you know where people made plans and executed those plans outside of the perimeter of god's will and they wound up paying a high price for it you know we were just uh mentioning earlier you know this one of the greatest illustrations of this is uh is lot you know because abraham knew <clears throat> abraham had the lord's will Mentality, You know, Lord willing, I'll buy and sell and get gain. He had that kind of a mentality. And so anywhere he went, he knew if he went north, that's what God was going to bless, south, east, west, whatever it might have been. So he left the option to Lot and said, you you choose, you know, wherever you want to go. And Lot cast his eyes, the book of Genesis says, on the well-watered plains of Jordan. So he wanted to go somewhere where he thought it would be financially beneficial and, you know, with an environment that was, you know, uh, uh, that was going to be conducive to the growth of his herds and things of that nature. And what he didn't realize when he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, that's where he ultimately wound up in Sodom and Gomorrah. He wound up out of the shepherding business altogether and wound up in, in the politics of that city. And uh, because he went somewhere that was outside of God's will and didn't consider God's will in the beginning of it, he wound up losing more than he uh, more than he could afford. Lost his whole family, of course. You remember even his two daughters that were salvaged from that uh, wound up committing incest with Lot and and uh, Am the Ammonites and the Moabites became the product of that. And so, 
you know, it's very, very important, uh, you know, to not fatalize our lives, but at the same time, uh, we have to, <clears throat> we have to take into consideration that, uh, where God guides, God provides, you know, and if it's not his will for us to be somewhere, it'd be a very dangerous place for us to be. Yeah. Um, verse number 14 it has a, a very important question, and I think a lot of people today are looking for the answer to it. It says, for what is your life? Mm-hmm. If you just take that simple phrase, a lot of people don't they don't know the meaning to life. Yeah. And uh, there's only one way to find that out, and that's through studying the Word of God. And you find the gospel, you'll find the meaning of life. And uh, it's, that's, it's very simple. James lays it out. And it's just vapor. You you only have a certain amount of time to do it. And uh, I listen to to a lot of uh, evangelists, and that's something that they all use. Is you don't know when your last day could be to to get things settled with the Lord, to repent and put your trust in Christ. You don't know when your last day could be, but you also don't know when your last day on earth could be if you're a Christian. So you should be living like uh, today's the day you're going to meet the Lord. Yep. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting you brought that up because the word he uses there for life. I, I was of the assumption it was bios in Greek, but you know, of course, you know, bios is talking about biology and it's you know the the core of life. That's not the word. The word is zoe, which is the term that means uh, you know it's it's living. You know, what is your not not necessarily speaking of the biology of your life. But the actual living of your life, the actual enjoyment of your life, and um, you know, so the question there: What is your life? What is your Zoe? It's a vapor. It's here today, and it vanisheth away. So the the enjoyable part, the livable part, is extremely, extremely brief. It's better to let the Lord manage that than than for us to try to take control of it and take charge of our lives. And that's where you can get into this sort of. Uh, pagan philosophy eat drink uh, be merry merry for tomorrow tomorrow we we may die die. and that's that's all the world has that's all they they look forward to and i when i I work out in in a very worldly occupation it's landscaping i mean (laughs) there's not not a whole bunch of preachers that do that but uh one thing for sure one of the things that keeps people away from god is eating drinking and being merry because they, they feel like that's all they have. But in Christ, there's so much more. Yeah. I remember when I first got saved, uh, I was telling a buddy of mine who doesn't really have any. Um, I brought him here once before, but he said, uh, why why do I, con- I guess, kind of limit myself when I could be out drinking and having fun and listening to the music and going to concerts that I used to go to and, and do all that stuff? He said, "You're just you're putting yourself in a box," and he says, "That's no way to live." But um, it's completely different. It's kind of an, he's trying to live for the world now, but we forget what's coming after that. Yeah, no, actually, funny funny thing you mentioned that I was just thinking of. <clears throat> you'd probably know the song. I think it is possibly uh, Gold City. I can't remember which group it is, but they have a song. It's called "I've Missed Out." It talks about how the world says, "Oh, you've missed out on this. You've missed out on this," and the course basically goes into I've missed out on the heartache, I've missed out on the lost years, I've missed out on the tears. I've heard it. He's yeah. like, You're right, I've missed out. It's a good song. Breaking Ground <clears throat> sings it too. Yeah. yeah. So it's I mean, it, it's really a short 
short-term thinking, and like Pastor mentioned, it's, it's uh, definitely what Lot had. Uh, Lot definitely had that problem where he um, thought to himself, uh, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to make a living, I'm going to live comfortably, uh, and then got ultimately got in deeper than he thought he was going to get in, uh, but got into the politics, lost his family, lost his wife. Um, just it definitely was uh, a sad ending to a story that had a lot of potential. Yeah, well, not even that, but even losing your own soul. What's that one verse? If you gain the whole world, but you lose your lose own your own soul. I got. Yeah. I know somebody that's like that. He wants to gain everything he can, so he takes things from people, um, and not in like actually stealing, stealing, but in a way, he's getting around it to where it doesn't look like it's stealing. So he's kind of trying to get all the money and everything he can in the world, and then. Um, you know, have it all and then realize that there's nothing. Didn't do anything for the kingdom of God. There are other motives behind it. Um, you know, Lot, of course, was a materialistic man, but the, the story of Elimelech and his two sons, Malon and Chilion and, uh, and their mother, Naomi, when, when he went down to Moab, uh, it clearly says in Ruth chapter number one, that he went there to sojourn for 10 years Hmm. and, uh, during that ten year span of time, uh, Naomi, she really got the the rough side of that deal because she buried two sons and a husband, and not only that, but she picked up two forbidden daughter in laws, Moabite Moabitess girls that should not have been married into the nation of Israel. And of course, God turned that whole thing around. If it hadn't been for Ruth, you know, she just starved. I mean, there's such a, a rich and a beautiful story there. But again, you know, the point is, you know, pl- making plans without the input or even more importantly without the dictates of the lord's of his lordship in our lives mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what this is at you know this is that's where this is at is uh, this idea that you have the time to do that you know he says no you don't your life is a vapor it's here for a day and then it vanisheth away and so uh, there is no time to waste on earthly ambition earthly plans earthly schemes and all of those types of things that do not bring, uh, you know, some interest into the heavenly kingdom. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a, it's a big colossal waste of of life, you know. And at my age, I mean, you guys are not there totally yet, but I, I'm, it's really dawning on me now at this point in my life that, you know, a waste of time is a waste of life. You know, you you're, you don't have as many years to live as you think, and and uh, you just really want to conserve, and you really want those years to count for the glory of God. And uh, so, pedal to the metal, keep it going, stay in God's will. I think that's yeah. the point that he's making here. Actually, uh, true story, I was just talking to Jackie um, a couple of days ago, and I was like, I'm not old or anything like that, but I was just like thinking like how much my life has changed in the past couple of years. I've went from being in college, you know, not making a lot of money, uh, just getting my degree, living with my parents, whatever it was, to being married in an apartment. Now I'm in a house, and I'm like, and it's just going to keep changing. And <clears throat> when I was young, I couldn't wait to grow up. Mm. And now that I'm old, I'm like, man, life is just flying by, and it seems like yeah. nothing I can do to slow it down at this point. Uh, yeah. But it really, you got to get to that point where you realize that your life is but a vapor. I mean, yeah. it's it's... it's in the span of the earth, in the span of time itself, and then even when you ultimately compare it to eternity, what yeah. it's going to be. I mean, your life is literally nothing. No. It, it's not even. No, it's not. 
And if you yeah. really look at the brevity of the life of Christ, I mean, he's our model, right? Mm-hmm. 33 years. 33 years, that's what he had. That's, that's the life that he lived, and John the Baptist was even left less than that. You know, the, earthly, the earthly ministry of Christ was three and one-half years. The ministry of John the Baptist was six months. Wow. And it, it's kind of interesting. There's kind of been this persona thrown around that you have to be you have to be old to be able to, you know, serve God and to be powerful. But Jesus, John the Baptist, these guys yes, were they were they were fresh and yep. they they had a they had definitely something something to say. Yep. Now I will say this passage can be a little harder uh, for some people to understand, and it's ultimately because I think we've done a poor job as uh, uh, as a whole teachers, preachers, evangelists, whoever it is. We've done a poor job of expressing what God's will is. Um, oftentimes they, people like to express God's will as some huge ambiguous thing. Uh, it's this certain destination, job, family, all this stuff. Uh, but it's not really the case, and it's not. It's definitely not what he's talking about here. Uh, the Lord's will here. He's definitely talking about having your mindset on. Okay, what does God want me to do in this situation? Where does God want me to go? Uh, not looking forty years down the road and trying to find a certain destination, but taking a step by step walk with Him and just following Him wherever He leads. Yeah, I heard a, a message once. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who James Jones is Pastor James Jones. Mm. I think he's in Tennessee. But was, yeah. he uh, he did a message one time, or he told a story about a, a member of his church had got a really, really good uh, job promotion, but he had to move to a different state. And so he came to Brother Jones and asked for some advice on what he thinks to do. The, the church member was like, yeah, I think I'm really, really going to take this, the benefit of the money and all this stuff like that. And then uh, the preacher was like, well, you probably should, you know, pray and think and ask God first instead of making the ultimate decision for you. And it turns out he didn't. He came up. He just left. He went to that different job and uh, he lost his wife. His wife had died. Uh, his kids had left and one of them was turned gay and all this stuff and yeah. all he gained was a bunch of money from his job but lost every mm. everything. Yeah, that happens a lot, especially uh, I see it a lot in older teens and stuff. Oftentimes they'll come to you and you've probably experienced this, Pastor. They'll come to you and be like, hey, so I was thinking about this, and I wanted to know what was your idea on it. Uh, and they'll mention this. He said, saying pray about it or something. But they've already they've already made their mind up on what they want to do. They know what they want to do. They're more so seeking you, who they see as the mouthpiece of God. Uh, they're more so just seeking your approval, which they yeah. think would be God's approval in that. Yeah. And you know something we haven't considered here also is that this is a passage of Scripture that really brings into perspective the... Um, you know, the controversy about whether a believer should join the military, you know, because when you, of course, when you join the military, you become more or less the property of the, of the army, you know, the, the, uh, the Marines or the air force or whatever branch you're in. And they pull the levers and push the buttons and make the decisions, you know? And so the whole concept of the Lord will is, is really taken in many people's minds. It's taken out of the equation when a young man or a young woman joins the military and so, uh, you know, we had this discussion just a little bit at camp. <clears throat> um, there are some people that uh, uh, that really believe it's God's will for them to do that, to be in the military. And so, uh, you know, they have uh, a little more liberty to do that. But if somebody comes to me and they say, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what the Lord wants. And then they say, 
I think I'm going to join the military. I discourage them from it. You know, not that I don't want them serving our country, but just simply because, you know, once you get under the dictates and the control of a commanding officer in the military, the Lord's will is, you know, being able to say, I'll go here and go there, buy and sell and get gain if the Lord wills. That's pretty well taken out of the out of the equation altogether, you know, when you join the military. And so that's something to be very prayerful about. Um, you know, I would be proud of any of my children that decided to join the United States military, you know, defend our country or in some way serve our country. I'd be incredibly uh, honored and, and proud of that. But it's not a decision to mean to be made lightly. You know, it's something that really you have to ponder that and you have to make sure that you know uh, that that specifically is God's will for your life. And, uh, and there's another discussion that could be had about, you know, locating and doing, you know, discovering and executing the Lord's will as well. That's, that's not as easy as some people uh, think it would be as well. But mm-hmm. great discussion, man, because, uh, you know, I think it bleeds into what we're going to talk about next week as well. You know, down here, verse 17, about uh, him that knoweth to do good, doeth it not, to him it is sin. Um, you know, you, you can put yourself in a situation where every day you're living out of God's will and living in a sinful situation. So maybe we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a... It's a deep thought for sure, talking about God's will or the brevity of life, how short your life can be. <clears throat> but I think ultimately what you have to realize is that life is short. In the, yep. in the span of time, however you want to look at it, your your time is short. We were going out to eat today, and uh, your wife mentioned a young, young little kid passing mm. away, getting hit by a car. I mean, Horrible. you're not guaranteed to live to see eight years old you're not guaranteed to live to see a year old yeah um so whatever life you do have you need to be focused on walking that step-by-step relationship with god and just going where god (coughs) wants you to be that's right Uh, not as he says in verse 16 uh don't rejoice in your boastings uh, because all that rejoicing is evil uh just focus on your walk with god focus on your walk with christ um and just live your life from there I guess is the best way you can say it absolutely yeah, yeah. <coughs> real real quick I, I see another really good theological question with something you said maybe pastor you can address this but one thing you hear a lot is <clears throat> why do good things happen to bad people and why do bad things happen to good people mm. yeah you know my answer to that has always been you know I kind of go back to statement that you know especially why do bad things happen to good people my answer to that normally is this is that there's no such thing as a good person right and um you know jesus in his earthly ministry uh, they called him good master and he said there's none good save one that is my father which is in heaven so even in his fleshly state when i say fleshly i'm not talking about carnal i'm talking about in his bodily state Jesus knew that there was a weakness to the flesh that uh, even, um, you know, for lack of a better term, really disqualified him from being classified as good. And so, you know, the whole concept of why do bad things happen to good people is it's, it's really a poorly stated question because it presupposes that there are people who do not deserve bad right and that's uh that's what he's talking about in such 
you know, talking about these boastings. That's kind of a self-aggrandizing, um, you know, arrogance that many of us have. You know, that uh, it, it's not justifiable. You know, we we are uh, we're not by nature good. We are by nature bad. We are by nature uh, sinful. You know, David said in Psalm fifty-one, "Behold, in sin did my mother conceive me." And he didn't have anything to do with it. You know, he didn't pick his mom, didn't pick his dad. But nevertheless, he got handed this sin nature, and so. All people are born in sin, and that's you know one of the reasons why we have Brandon Baptist Tabernacle and the Cherishing Scripture podcast and Calvary Christian Camp and Tampa Theological Institute. Everything that we do around here, we do it because uh, the world needs to hear the really, really good news that Jesus right. saves sinners. But the reason the good news is so very good is because the bad news is so very bad, and that is that uh, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. We're we're depraved, we're sinful, and in need of a savior. And so, you know, right. I, I would even encourage listeners. You know, if you stumble upon this podcast somewhere and you don't know Christ as your savior, I would encourage you. You know, contact a Bible believing church or this church. Uh, we'd be delighted to talk to anyone about how uh, you can know Christ as your savior and be delivered from the penalty, uh, from the power, and ultimately. Thank God from the presence of sin. That's good. Well, I think we uh, pretty well uh, covered that one, uh, that uh, that passage there. Um, so, thank you guys once again uh, for coming out and discussing this with us. Um, Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and just close us in prayer? Sure, Father. Thank you for allowing us to come together, and um, you do this podcast uh, to serve you. Um, we're probably the most unworthy people to be able to, be able to come together um, in your name, but um, you have continued to bless this ministry, uh, the slow growth that we've seen in it, um, and I continue. I pray that you would continue to bless this ministry. Um, help anybody that uh, is listening, maybe they don't know Christ, they can come to know you, Lord, um, and help this um, message to reach every person that comes across it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, thank you all once again uh, for tuning in. Uh, As a reminder, if you want to catch any of our podcast information, you can find that on several sites. You can go on YouTube and look up Cherishing Scripture Podcasts and find it there. You can go on our website, Brandon Baptist Tabernacle. Uh, We have information there about our church, um, our church service times. Uh, We also have Tampa Theological Institute. Uh, Pastor Bailey teaches some classes. He puts a lot of his information on there. If you want to go to that one, that one's ttinstitute.com. .org Um, and then we also like I said we're looking forward to uh, revealing and unveiling a couple other forms so we can get this podcast out to you so just keep tuning in once again my name is Zach and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast